Welcome to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Dr. James Fetish is a successful practice owner, best-selling author, and speaker. Listen in as he shares his secrets to a successful business and a successful life. So now, here's Dr. J. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode of the podcast. We have a really special guest on today. We have Scott Smith Esquire on there. He's the founder and CEO of Royal Legal Solutions. They're a dynamic company. Does a lot of asset protection for entrepreneurs, like a lot of our listeners, entrepreneurs and doctors out there. So he's got some great information to share. So, uh, Scott, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, really great to be here. I'm excited to share with everybody about like what are the most powerful tools and strategies you can use to protect and hide your assets and who is it really appropriate for. I think a lot of people don't really know. And uh, by the end of the show, hopefully we can uh, clear that up on you know who needs it and, uh, and what kind of strategies people should be looking for. Sounds good. Before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts, tell us a little bit about your background story, how you got to be a lawyer and how you got to specialize in asset protection particularly. Yeah, so I actually got into it because I was a real estate investor, and I have been for the last eight years. Um, I bought my first piece of property actually while I was in law school. Uh, it was a transmission auto repair shop that I uh, ran and, and then sold and graduated from law school without debt because of that. Uh, that's where I fell in love with real estate, and I worked in high-stakes litigation for a couple of years after law school suing insurance companies. Um, you know, come to find out that insurance companies are really great at collecting premiums and even better at denying coverage. Uh, so we were suing insurance companies for what everybody knows, which is claims insurance companies that don't pay out. Um, what I found is after you know a couple of years of litigation that wasn't really for me um, and that I really wanted to go back into real estate. And when I was getting back into real estate, everybody kept asking me, hey, Scott, how do I do these company structures to protect myself? Because you know, I'm starting to have some you know, appreciable amount of wealth. I got you know, 300, 500,000. Um, I had one client um, you know, in particular, I'm going to talk about here in a second, had substantially more. And people want to know, you know what do I need to be doing here? Um, and I, I didn't really look into it too much. I was like, oh, you, know, you probably want an, you know, an LLC is probably a good thing for you to do um, until I had one client um, who had uh, three properties and then he had a partner that had 55 properties I said well hey Scott can you actually uh, go and research this you know can you spend a month and, and go out there and do it I didn't have a job at the time so I was like I tell you what you give me a check for ten thousand dollars <laughs> I'm gonna go find out what is the best stuff that you guys need and come to find out that they both needed the, the same thing, which was uh, it's a series LLC structure in combination with trust, which give you the best kinds of protections you can get from lawsuits and hides your ownership of the assets and the company from public records. So people will think you qualify for food stamps. Uh, and that's how rural legal solutions got spurned is because somebody gave me a $10,000 check and said, Hey, go read every book, talk to the experts and report back to us on what we need to do. Nice. That's a pretty good story. And, uh, Absolutely good information there as well. So, yeah, a lot of people are really confused in asset protection. There's so much different stuff out there. And there's, you know, doctors, I've been on plenty of seminars. We get pitched different, different types of methods to protect our assets. So kind of start, you know, beginner and work us through a little bit what you're talking about with asset protection and, you know, lean it towards mostly doctors that are listening in today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I can tell you about one person that I knew that didn't have asset protection. Um, he had about uh, $3 million in real estate that he lost, even though he had insurance. And he lost it all from a single lawsuit. Uh, and he could have been protected if he would have just taken some, some simple steps uh, to do that. What he didn't know at the time is that uh, insurance will only protect you against accidents. It doesn't protect you against anything that's intentional, like a breach of contract or an allegation of fraud, which can be just a simple misunderstanding, um, and, or anything that's gross negligence, anything that is a really bad accident, all of a sudden doesn't get covered by insurance either. Um, so if you're a doctor or you're somebody that has appreciable assets, the first thing you got to do is put yourself in the position that the really, really rich people do, right? Um, which is you don't own assets anymore. You own a company which owns assets. So that way, whenever you get sued, 
you don't own anything. So there's nothing there for them to come after, and all of your assets have been protected um, through this company. And what you need to look for for that company is it's a, a type of company or a type of LLC that has what's called charging order protection, which means somebody can sue you, but they can't take your ownership interest in the LLC that owns all of your assets. Um, and there's, there's four good states to do that in. You either want to form it in Delaware, Texas, Nevada, or Wyoming. Those are the states that have the charging order protection uh, associated with them. Wow, that's uh, yeah, it's a lot of information there, a lot of stuff to do. And yeah, I, mean, I was just talking, a friend of mine owns a, a, goal, a gym franchise, and he was actually being, uh, someone went after them criminally for harassment charges. They sent him for collections for unpaid gym due balances and was asking me for a lawyer recommendation the other day. And he said he called his insurance company, he thought you'd have protection for that with the business owners and everything else. And they, they basically had no, no protection for this claim, which is obviously probably going to not go anywhere. But yeah, you, like you said, your insurance doesn't always cover you for what you think they do, that's for sure. Well, a lot of times you don't know, right? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you can't list off, I know what everything my insurance covers me, well, then you're not really protecting yourself. What you're doing is hoping that you're protected, right? <laughs> so, so you always want to have good insurance. Of course, of course we want good insurance to be in place, right? But we don't rely on insurance. Real insurance is really good at getting rid of nuisance claims that are kind of like your run-of-the-mill everyday types of claims. That's what they're designed to do. What you do is you, you, you have... Uh, a company structure on top of that that protects you when your insurance company doesn't protect you, and then all of a sudden now there's potentially a lawsuit um, that's going to result from that. So what you'll see a lot of times with business owners would do, just like if you have an individual, what an individual would do is they say, hey, I'm going to form an LLC or even bet a series LLC, because with a series LLC, I can actually form an infinite number of LLCs for free. It doesn't cost me any more to form my new LLC. It doesn't cost me any filing fees. It doesn't cost me any more yearly, and I can form an infinite number of them. So series LLC is really the, the best tool uh, that exists right now from a legal uh, standpoint. And what you do with that series LLC is then you pull all of your assets into it, right? You'll have, like, your rental property in there. You'll put your stocks, your cash. Um, it's really the best thing for real estate investors because with real estate investors, which is one of the areas I specialize in, um, is, uh, you know, you can do it uh, one series LLC, one company structure to maintain, one bank account, one set of accounting records, um, you know, one EIN number so you have with one tax filing with it. And so it's really streamlines everything for you, but it can hold any type of asset. And that's what you would do if you were an individual and, and says, okay, well, great. Well, how does an individual compare to what a business owner should do? Well, a business owner just does something really simple. They have a, an asset holding company, which is just your series LLC, and then they would just have one other company, which is just a traditional LLC, which we'll call the operating company. So you end up with an asset holding company that holds all of your stuff, but it doesn't do anything. It just holds all of your stuff. And then you have this completely separate company um, that's called your operating company, which is just a traditional LLC. That's going to do everything, and it's not going to own anything. And the reason why is because your operating company is the one that's going to be interacting with everybody in the outside world. So the example that you just brought up with your friend that says, hey, well, I'm going to sue you for these gym dues. Um, well, that would be a breach of contract action. Who are they going to sue? The person that they have a contract with. And if your friend was smart, what he would have done is said, well, I'm going to have all of those contracts actually signed through a traditional LLC, which doesn't own anything else. Maybe I own the building that the gym is in. That's going to be owned by my asset holding company. But what you're suing me for is a breach of contract. That actually happened through an operating company, which doesn't own anything. So what's his worst-case scenario if a lawsuit pops up is nothing. You could give him the <laughs> Let him win the lawsuit. Your worst-case scenario is you wind down that LLC and you start up a new one. 
That's nice, nice protections, absolutely. So a lot of people, you know, it's a lot of stuff you went over there quick. I mean, you know, kind of give us the basics or how we'd work with you or how, how someone set, a, set this all up and, and go through all this procedure. Yeah, it's, it's really simple to actually set up. The, the way that we work is um, we, we bring everybody in for a consultation, um, and that's a, usually about an hour-long consultation where we go through, you know, what is, all, what is it you're trying to achieve, what are the assets that you have, what's your current business operations, and then we design a custom plan for where you're at now and what you're going to need to put in place probably over the next three, five, ten years, right, as you grow. Um, so you get a, a plan that's scalable so you never have to go back through and redo uh, a bunch of work. Um, and then it typically takes about four to six weeks to get everything, you know, uh, fully finalized, right? Forming all the companies, moving out title and ownership of all the assets, moving the money around, you know, redrafting contracts where they're needed to be. I mean, it's a relatively simple process. Our goal is always to do everything in-house so that way the clients just have to sign documents. We talk to them, they understand it, and they just sign it. We take care of everything else. Um, and we also take care of all the ongoing maintenance um, for all of the entities, um, for everybody. So in, re in the ultimate situation that we like to, we like to do is to uh, have a client that comes to us. We set up all the entity structure for them. We handle all of the ongoing maintenance, and that way – um, our clients are able to just do what they want to do, right? For real estate investors, that's going out and finding more properties and, you know, maintaining their books that says, you know, here's the money that I made. That's the only thing they have to do. Business owners and entrepreneurs, it's the same thing, right? Um, because really, you know, if you think about it, like your time is your money, right? And if you can make, you're going to make more money uh, focusing on what it is that you do best um, than trying to, you know, focus on a nitpicky bunch of uh, documentation uh, that comes through like, every single year. So uh, that's what we focus on at Royal Legal Solutions. Yeah, great stuff. I was just on your website too. One thing I think we should talk about a little bit is you, know, you talk about like high risk people, and and you know nowadays you know most of the listeners and my clients are doctors of different degrees, and yeah, you know, it used to be kind of you want to tell somebody you're a doctor, you get treated a little better maybe, or there's some perks to it. And now you know I know a lot of people in the field they kind of want to hide it because you know if you get in a car accident and you know your your license plate says MD or DC on the back or dentist or whatever, then all of a sudden you get this kind of target on your back to be you know sued or going after. So tell us a little bit about you know you can talk about high risk businesses or you know what it means to have a target on your back and why our docs should look to protect themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So anything that you have that's ownership as part of the public record automatically puts a target on yourself. So for real estate investors, that becomes an exceptional problem. And I know a lot of doctors don't invest in real estate. Um, it becomes a really big problem for you because now um, – you know, if somebody goes into the attorney's office, the first thing the attorney does is they use a tool like DataTree, which is something that we have um, as well here on staff that we do for security reviews for our clients and privacy reviews. Uh, and they can find out everything that you own because your name is attached to the public record and they can see how much it's worth and knowing whether it's a good idea to sue you or not. The number one thing that we do for all of our clients is we anonymize their ownership. So that way, if some that attorney, that pesky plaintiff attorney starts looking into it, says, this guy doesn't own anything. I'm not sure I'm going to get paid if we go forward with this lawsuit. And, you Know, those attorneys are actually paid on commission for whatever they sue you for, come to find out that those lawsuits just go away because the attorneys don't think <laughs> they're going to get paid. So, so number one is we make you anonymous. If you're somebody that has over um, you know, 1 to 1.5 million in net worth, uh, then you need to start looking at uh, what are your offshore options. So if less than 1.5 million in net worth, your cost-effective measures are going to be the things we already talked about, the series LLC with the anonymity and the operating company if you're actively engaging in business. Once you start hitting over that $1.5 million in net worth, now you need to start thinking offshore. Um, a lot of times with the series LLCs, the estate planning, 
um, and the um, you know solo 401k options that we use for tax savings. Those, those pieces you're typically going to be able to put together um, for somewhere between you know four to seven to ten thousand dollars, somewhere in there, depending upon the complexity of what somebody has. When you start looking offshore, you know those types of solutions you're looking at somewhere between a thirty to fifty thousand dollar setup cost. Uh, to be able to to put that together, but the reason why you need offshore is because you're spending that thirty to fifty thousand uh, dollars for your offshore trust. But what you're getting in return is you're getting the nuclear failsafe. You're getting that opportunity to say that even if my insurance doesn't come cover me, and even if my company structures don't look like they're going to cover me, then what I'm going to be able to do at that point is be able to take that money and then put it into an offshore trust account. And with the, the there was a lot of court cases that came out, and this process has gotten refined uh, such that um, what, what you look for is an automatic triggering event. So there's an automatic triggering event that's inside of the trust that says, when XYZ event happens, which is the catastrophic lawsuit that would threaten, um, you know, your net worth, uh, then what happens is the money is automatically transferred from your domestic accounts into your foreign accounts. You actually don't control it. And these are all by trusted people, right, that have over 100 years of experience doing it in a long track record. Nobody gets ripped off um, doing this, guys. Um, <laughs> and so what that does, though, is that gives you the nuclear failsafe. Right? You still get to control the money once it's over there and it's moved into the offshore trust, but you didn't control the transaction, so the courts can't get mad at you for it. And that thirty to $50,000 that you spent on putting that together just saved you the $1.5 plus million that you have as part of your, your net worth. Right? And so that's really what you, everybody should be looking for to say, like, I'm protected and, and now I'm pretty much untouchable. Yeah, that'd be, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, you hit on a couple things I want to hit back on. and. You know, one thing you were saying in the beginning is that everything's out there. And I remember, you know, we bought a new house last year, and I had a patient come in like four days later. And, hey, doc, I saw, saw you bought a million-dollar house the other day. And I was like, I live like 30 minutes away. I'm not flashy. I didn't tell anybody. But with this online, everybody can find out, you know, where you live, your house is worth. And it doesn't take a lawyer too long to dig all that information out. So there's definitely people are out there looking that up. And I'm sure you're telling me I probably shouldn't have had my name on all that. But and the other thing I want to talk to you more about is, you know, the offshore stuff. So you know, we all hear that in, in these different seminars. I think a lot of doctors get kind of scared away with these offshore and some of these, you know, bad stories you hear out there. Can you just tell us a little bit more about, you know, how it's safe and, and tell us a little bit more about these offshore accounts you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the number the, the first piece that you talked about is saying is the anonymity of saying, hey, your clients, you know, your customers, your clients, you know, they come in, they know what you own. The way that you uh, protect yourself from that and create the privacy is through a land trust. So you can take your property um, that you own and transfer it into a land trust, and then it becomes anonymously owned by this land trust because people will see that a trust owns it, but they don't know who owns the trust, right? The transfers to a land trust avoid the dual and sale clause. Um, and they're also able to avoid a ton of the transfer taxes and other fees that would happen with transferring property. Um, the land trust is then owned by your series LLC, so that's how you get the anonymity of the land trust combined with the protection of an LLC. That's really the ideal um, structure for that. Um, a lot of people don't know about the land trust, but it's like a hidden gem for anybody that actually owns uh, real estate because uh, it's all about being able to avoid that due on sale clause and accomplish the anonymity and protection all at the same time. Now with the uh, foreign trust, I mean, look at them, 
Now, the horror stories that you hear about forward trusts um, are all related back to a certain set of circumstances. Um, and so what lawyers do anytime that a new court case comes up is they look at that set of circumstances and they say, okay, so that's the laws as they currently exist with these court cases. So what we're going to do um, is we're going to recraft how we're going to do these foreign trusts, right? That's the piece I was telling you about before, saying, well, the, the previous court cases says, well, you can't, um, what you did was fraudulent because when you saw the court case was coming against you, you, you know, you, Scott Smith, transferred the assets to the foreign trust and therefore you committed um, fraud and then we're going to try to throw you in jail because of it, right? So what lawyers have done since then is says, well, the court said it was because that person did it, right? And so then what they did is they changed and said, well, no, actually what we're going to do is we're going to build into the trust the powers, it's called the springing power, that says when a certain set of circumstances happen, that the trustee of the trust can transfer the asset into the foreign trust, right? So then all of a sudden the, the client now is able to go to the court and says, listen, I put this uh, in place well before the lawsuit came into existence. I didn't do anything here for this transfer. It's outside of my control because this is all put together before. So obviously I didn't commit any fraud because I didn't put this in place to defraud anybody. It's part of my estate planning um, and long-term, long-term asset planning. And that's how they've been able to avoid any types of similar challenges since. So you have to have a more nuanced way of looking at what the law is. And, and since they've done that, they, there hasn't been any issues where people have, you know, gotten clipped by, you know, anything negative from the courts because what the lawyers do, they did what lawyers are really good at doing, right? <laughs> which is finding the loopholes and exploiting the law to get you, get you what you need with that. And you don't have to worry about anybody ripping you off in any of these foreign trusts. I mean, the Cook Islands and, and these other, you know, me that, the Cook Islands Trust and, and those organizations that have been out there for forever, they never rip off anybody, right? Um, so it's really the longevity and the consistency of those business operations that let us know that that's safe. Right. So, yeah, and I think the key thing there that you hit on, too, for people is that most people call a guy like you when it's too late and they're already being sued, right? And the time to call is, is now when nothing's going on and hopefully, you know, nothing ever goes on. But the time to do this is ahead of time, not, the, not when something bad happens, then it's kind of too late, right? In fact, it only works if you're proactive on all of the pieces that I talked about here. So um, even from the domestic side to the foreign trust side, you have to put it before anything happens. So if you have no major lawsuits that are happening in your life right now, right now is the time to put it in place. Um, even if you're saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm at that, you know, $1 million mark and, you know, I haven't really hit that $1.5 million magic number, Scott, uh, to make it. Well, if you're growing there and you think you're going to be there next year and nothing's going on now, Right now can be a good time because now is the time that you know that it's going to be safe for you to put in the protections to know that, you know, if anything happens, you're going to be able to transfer it out. Um, a lot of these things work in that, that kind of sphere that the law protects the proactive. And when you are proactive, um, the law is always on your side. Nice. That's, that's good information to know. And yeah, something else, are, oh, maybe not all our doctors know, or maybe you don't know as far as this, but you know, doctors out there are always worried about malpractice, malpractice, malpractice. And uh, it's not the most common reason doctors get sued at all. Uh, nowadays, it's actually like sexual misconduct and uh, you know, those kind of things and discrimination. Uh, it's not, not even malpractice. So we always plan for malpractice. We have all these procedures and insurance, but it's not even the most common way you'd get sued nowadays for doctors. It's not even close. I think it's like third now. Um, so there's a lot of other reasons you get sued for sure. And we certainly have a target on our back too. So this is definitely good information. Uh, you have a little bit of stuff too. It seems like you guys, you know, we all have too much time left, but you do some, uh, you know, asset stuff and you do some investing. Tell us a little bit about kind of your theories and thoughts on investing and that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, so um, what we really specialize in is being a one-stop shop for people, right? Because we take care of everything from, you know, how do you protect the assets? Then you need an estate plan that says how we're going to protect these assets um, as a, you know, when you die, how are they protected to make sure they pass over to your heirs correctly? What a lot of people don't know is that um, if you only have a will in place um, and you don't have a living trust in place and your living trust doesn't, you know, isn't up to date, which come to find out almost everybody's living trust and estate planning documents aren't up to date, um, then what happens is, is that the assets fall into a court process called probate, where really bad things can happen to them. They can get caught up in the system. You know, they uh, can have what's called spoilation uh, of the assets. So what you thought you were going to pass to your heirs because of this court proceeding and then because of, you know, people that can come out of the woodwork saying that you owed them money, um, attacking um, that money now that they know about it, it's part of the public record and they know they can go after it. Um, you know, you didn't pass to your heirs what you thought to. So you really need, you know, asset protection to protect your uh, assets during your life. You need estate planning to protect it um, as it passes. Uh, and you need some, uh, a lot of people don't know about that you can use your IRAs and a solo 401k um, to be able to do some tax sheltering, where you can tax shelter up to $55,000 uh, each year uh, using using those types of strategies. Now, once you have those things in place, you've really covered all of your bases to have the foundation of what you need to leverage yourself as an investor. That's why we specialize in this type of uh, this type of operation because. Now your, your, your operations are safe, your business, how you're conducting it is a way that says that if something happens in your business and you end up getting sued because of it, it's not going to come after you personally and they can't come after your assets. That's the asset protection. Um, your estate planning is fully integrated automatically with all of your asset holding companies and operating companies so that way everything seamlessly passes from you to your heirs immediately after you die. Um, and then you have the tax savings to really leverage what your investments are going to be. And the way that these... Um, you know, the solo 401k and the IRAs work is that uh, you can you can take that money and you can buy just about any asset with it. There's a few things you can't uh, buy, which are called prohibited transactions, um, but you can buy just about anything with it. And um, you know, with that money, you're uh, you're just you know banking into your retirement. You know, more and more and able to actively invest with that. And the coolest thing about the solo 401k, a lot of people don't know about, um, and entrepreneurs use this all the time. Um, is that you can shelter that $55,000 in pre-tax dollars into a solo 401k, and then you can loan yourself back up to half of the value of it. So that way you can basically live off of pre-tax dollars to a certain extent um, for nice. what you're going on. So um, that's what we really, you know, look at in terms of investing is that what are the platforms for, to, to make people the best investors they can possibly be? Um, and we do it all in-house and in one place, so that way uh, all of our clients have one point of contact that covers all of their bases. Nice. Yeah, that's very helpful to have it all done in one shop. And I do think that asset protection is really important. You know, I have two small children, and once you kind of get yourself situated and you're saving money for retirement and you're having a little egg built up, it's, it's important to think about what you're going to do when that, when that money, when you go, you know, go on to another place where your money's going to go and how it's going to flow and protect it for your children. You worked hard to save for it if you want to you know, hand some of that money down. That's really important thing as you kind of enter that page of your life to think about as well. So really good Yeah, I mean, 100%, especially if you have the children, right? Because if you don't have an estate plan in place and you have children, then it's not designated about who's going to take care of the kids, the money, who, how can that person spend the money to take care of the kids? Is the kid going to get all the money when they turn 18? That's probably a really bad idea, but that's what's going to happen <laughs> by default. So like planning for these things, especially as you have wealth, is really important to how you actually take care of the kids, but also to make sure you don't, 
you know, screw your kid up by dropping $5 million onto an 18-year-old, you know, we know how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely interesting. Yeah, I just read Dave Ramsey's book on this not too long ago, and I don't agree with everything he says, but it gets you thinking a lot about, yeah, when you got kids, you know, exactly, do you want to just dump all this money on them and pass away, or it's a lot to think about. But, again, like we talked about before, the time to think about is now, not when you're, uh, you know, in another situation. So that's really important. All right, Scott, we appreciate you being on the show today. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, talk about some asset planning and protecting their assets and all these different services, investing that you do, uh, how would they get in touch with you, Scott? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is just going to be um, at our phone number, 512-757-3994, or you can go to royallegalsolutions.com uh, or emailing directly at scott, S-C-O-T-T, at royallegalsolutions.com. And if you're interested, uh, we have a top 10 things everybody needs to know about asset protection. Uh, it's one of our eBooks. If you text ROYAL, R-O-Y-A-L, over to 474747, uh, we'll send you a copy of that ebook and uh, be able to, to get that over to you right away. And that's just ROYAL, R-O-Y-A-L, to 474747. Nice. I see you can get that on the website as well, royallegalsolutions.com. You can go right on there and get that top 10 download, which is a good tool as well. So thanks for joining us on the show, and I'll try to – I'm going to be in Austin for a conference up in March, so maybe I'll meet up with you then, Rob. Yeah, come swing down. I'll get you a steak for barbecue. <laughs> All right, bro. Have a good day, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. For information, please visit drjamesfetish.com. Dr. James R. Fetish Clinic Director at Village Family Clinic. His book, Secrets of a Million Dollar Clinic, is available on Amazon and online at hackettstownfamilyclinic.com or drjamesfetish.com www.drjamesfedich.com.